Leslie Short. Today's guest is an internationally respected expert on diversity, equity, and inclusion who leads the Kavu Group. She is also the author of Expand Beyond Your Current Culture, Diversity and Inclusion for CEOs and Leadership. She'll share insights about her work and her superpower. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. Welcome to the Superpowers for Good show, where we empower you. Leslie, thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. I am so excited to catch up. So am I. Thank you for the invitation. It's great to see you yeah, again. Yeah. You and I had such a special experience recently in Israel. Uh, we were just with a, an extraordinary group of people, uh, uh, to a person, uh, everyone, an amazing change maker in one way or another. And uh, so I'm thrilled to be able to catch up with you and, and talk a little bit about your amazing work uh, in DEI and otherwise. And uh, so t- t- let me ask you to tell us a little bit first about your book, uh, Expand Beyond Your Current Culture. Yes, um, that is kind of my motto. That's my motto for life now, but it's really the, you know, the title of the book because I think we are stuck within our own culture because that's where we are comfortable. And our comfort can sometimes lead to discomfort of others. So I wanted to write a book that was really elementary. There was enough PhDs and nothing to the PhD folks with PhDs, but there's enough PhD books written about diversity, equity, inclusion in the brain and how this moves. I wanted to write a book that simply said, if you are saying this, you are wrong. (laughs) Here are five of the options of ways you can say this. If you don't believe me, I interviewed about 40 people in the workforce of different cultures and whether it's disabilities and race and gender and identities and just said, what do you want leadership to know? What are the empty holes? What are they not seeing that's in front of their faces? And I really broke that down, um, what employees are looking for, how we need to treat each other. How do you build an inclusive culture beyond wine and beer and ping pong day? Yeah, (laughs) it's so important. It's so important. And the littlest things, you know, there are people like uh, I just happened to notice yesterday as I was browsing LinkedIn that they're offering a new DEI course. And I started I got sucked into the comments and I was just stunned at how negative the comments were. Um, you know, I, I run in kind of a DEI crowd. Uh, I have a lot to learn, right? But but I run in kind of that crowd and I was just stunned by some of the uh, genuinely mean-spirited, resentful comments that somehow people are viewing DEI training as being divisive when the whole premise seems to me to be to be inclusive. How could how could inclusivity be divisive? What do you say when people accuse you of being divisive by teaching inclusivity? Well, I think there is the issue is people are assuming when they hear DEI, they're hearing racism. And racism workshops and training are different than DEI workshops and trainings. They are kissing cousins. That is not the same work. 
I don't do anti-racism work. I do diversity, equity, inclusion, and company culture work. I work with leadership and everyone from the mayor room to the boardroom, looking at where the equity can be built, what is missing for all employees with a focus on pending, whether it's those with disabilities, sight seen and unseen, whether it is Black or Latino or Asian or any other Black or Brown folks that may not have the same opportunities that others may have within the company. I'm looking at gender. I'm looking at LGBTQ+. I am looking at how are you building your foundation of your company to be successful? Not in, we're all diverse. I could care less about being diverse. And I could care less. I tell, I'm the DEI person that says, number one, I'm a DEI strategist. I want you to build your company so it can last, so you can be profitable. That means I'm going to say to you, please do not hire any black or brown folks. Please do not bring in anyone with a disability unless you are ready to build an inclusive and equitable company culture. Otherwise, yeah. you're not doing anything. Yeah. What are some of the keys? I realize we could talk for four days about this and not cover it all, but but what are some of the keys to building an inclusive culture? I always say, look within yourself. So I, I have something that's called what's in your bag. Because until you examine who you are, what you stand for, what you understand for yourself, you will never understand something different about someone else. And so therefore, I'm not trying to change anyone. I'm trying to, to build a a space of understanding first. Look at the similarities, look at the differences and look how we can build um, a way that there can be options for equitability and then make sure that that equitableness is there. So I think that's a lot of it. I don't do the traditional uh, workshops or trainings because that got on my nerves. That's one of the reasons I built this company. They're not buzzwords and you can't take a diversity quiz online. We're dealing with people and that's yeah. the missing link. So there are uh, a lot of really uh, surfacey things that can be important. Uh, I think about the labels we use or using labels at all at times, right? Uh, I think I used the term BIPOC in a conversation with you on our trip to Israel. And, and you you pointed out that that term intended to be inclusive, at least from my standpoint, really uh, feels uninclusive to a lot of people who feel like it's a cheat, right? A lazy way uh, to create a sense of uh, inclusivity. And so they feel almost less included, right? So what are some of the other surfacey things that we need to be thoughtful about? And then I want to we'll come back and talk about deeper, but let's talk for a minute about those, those surface things that sometimes signal something we don't want to signal. Oh, we're all the same. Or the comparison, well, you know, my so-and-so was in the war or in the this or the that. And so we all had struggles. No one is saying to anyone, we didn't, you don't have struggles. There are different parts of conversations 
that need to be heard because the struggle is different or the outlook is different or I know I would like for you to see color. I don't live and walk by my color, but it is part of my identity. And so if you do not see it, then that means you don't see a piece of me. You see what you want to see that makes you comfortable as part of this conversation. And so, you know, I do a workshop at the Kava group that says words have meaning. When you say, oh, you're so articulate. Oh, Leslie. Oh, my goodness. So am I not supposed to be able to put a sentence together or a conversation together? As a speaker, when I step off stage, are you shocked that I was able to do an hour and a half conversation that brought you in and you have a new understanding? What were you expecting? Yeah. Yeah, that that, that is... Those are all such good reminders. And it's all the kind of thing that that is so easy to do in a way, because oftentimes we want to relate to someone. We want to create a shared bond. And so it's tempting for me as a white middle-aged man to say, oh, I've been there. (laughs) And I could see how uh, a black woman might not feel like I've ever been there. Right. No matter what I've been through, I haven't been where she's been. Right. And then never to assume because they are of one color or culture that they haven't been there. So it's that flip side that you have to meet people where they are when you meet them instead of assuming because they are a black woman. Oh, they haven't traveled or they haven't been there. or They don't know that. And so that assumption on both sides is where things go very wrong, very fast. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. As I think about this, you know, these kind of surfacey conversational level things, what they really get at, at some level seems to be an important substantive issue, which is empathy. And maybe I'm narrowing it too much, but but what are some of the things that we need to do to be able to sort of go deeper at building inclusive communities? I'm thinking like empathy, but maybe others are more important. You tell me. Absolutely. But again, you have to view yourself because everyone doesn't have empathy. We're assuming that everyone has that. You may not have empathy, but there may be a degree of understanding that you have. You just not may care once you understand it. You see what I'm saying? And so to understand that we must look at everyone as individuals and stop grouping everyone together to say, is there empathy? Is there compassion? Is there understanding? Is there a role for humanity? That's the big one. You know, I have a saying that just because my good doesn't look like your good doesn't mean it's no good. Yeah, yeah. That's where we have to get to. Yeah, that's really uh, a profoundly important point. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, your approach at the Kavu Group uh, for you know what a, a typical engagement might look like and how you're helping companies uh, create a better, more inclusive culture. Absolutely. So there's different ways depending on the company because each company, again, is different. So it may start out with working with leadership. And that is from the CEO, senior level, 
HR, um, the chief of staff, you know, just depends on how it's all um, structured, head of education. And I will always ask, I would like to meet with the staff. I like to hear what leadership says, but I really want to hear what staff says. And nine out of 10, they don't always match. <laughs> and so, and, you know, I may do a paper assessment pending, but I want to hear, I want to have that one-on-one conversation or do it within small groups to have an understanding what they feel is missing as opposed to what leadership thinks is there. So I may work through it that way. There are times that at that point, I will build what the workshops look like and how does it make sense for them and their culture? What are the words and language that they use so that I'm assuring that that is put in there? Because there's nothing worse than coming in. You can do all the workshops you want. But if you don't actually start reviewing what the handbook says, working with managers to make sure that they understand anything new that's being put into the handbook, I have the Crown Act written in. You know, I'm looking to make sure there's inclusive language. I call that low-hanging fruit. What's the pay equity? And so I am someone that comes in and I am going to review, like I said before, from the mailroom to the boardroom. And I would need to have conversations all the way through. So I integrate myself within the company in a way that I hopefully will make someone feel comfortable enough to have conversations with me that are private, yet I know how to go in and build them to allow leadership to know there are issues or here's a a new way that we can work together. Yeah. Well, you're doing such profoundly important work and so successfully, you've developed a real reputation for this and your, your, your practice is thriving and growing and your reputation is growing. Uh, what is your superpower? Wow. I don't think there's one superpower. I think I have a lot of little superpowers. <laughs> that, <laughs> and when you put them all together, then they're what people see is a superpower. But, you know, I have my chaplaincy and I am certified mediator and I've traveled and lived out of the country for 13 and a half years and was a classical dancer and, you know, corporate operations strategist. I have all these little things that I have built um, that are my lived experience and trained experience, a certified experience. And that's my superpower because I get to sit into conversations and, have had experience with someone there because of a past piece of my life. And that's the way that I look at it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Can you think of a, uh, of a time where you kind of leveraged that, that portfolio of skills, abilities, and experiences to uh, accomplish something you're proud of? (laughs) Every single day. (laughs) Literally, it's every day. That is how I live my life. I could be on one phone call and I'm talking about creating a grief and grieving workshop. And then the next I'm doing, um, you know, what are we building for the board so that they have an understanding what's needed for the staff. And so I think every day is what I'm doing. And then the opportunity to build my speaking engagements that are building on the stories of all of it now. Uh, Yeah. Every day I get to use all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If you were stepping back and, and coaching someone 
to develop this superpower. Um, I want you to think about how you would coach them to sort of leverage their own mosaic of skills, abilities, experiences, and training to serve other people the way you do. How would you coach them to do that? I always ask, what's your transferable skills? And when they go, I don't have any. I go, you're a mother or a father. So that means you have time management. That means you're a fashion designer because you're pulling out clothes. Like you're pulling out outfit. And I break it down, honestly, that simple. What do yeah. you do in your everyday life? And then what have you done in your work life or your studies? And what's the pieces of the transferable skills we can take out to build where you want to go next? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And then from there, as you think about helping them identify those skills, uh, is there some magic in bringing it together? Uh, or is the magic in just knowing that there's a whole inventory of tools? I always ask a client, what if you could do anything, forget money, forget bills, forget family, <laughs> what would it be? And then is that where you really want to go? And if they say yes to whatever that big dream is, I go, then let's start building the road and the bridge to get there. Because whatever you do now will not be the last thing that you do to get there. And so I make it feel much more attainable than that big thing out there. What do we need to do now to build that? Hey, you don't have the money, it's okay. There's enough courses for free online, whether it's LinkedIn, of course, okay, let's look and see yeah. what that is. Ways the time management. Okay, Sunday at 7 a.m., that's your time for an hour. And I help them build what it looks like reality in their life today, not what it can be tomorrow. Yeah, yeah that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Well, uh, Leslie, I am so grateful for your time and interest, your willingness to visit with me and for all you shared with me. Before we wrap up, would you take a minute and make sure that people know how to get your book, uh, how they know know how to find you. Maybe you've got a website that you can share, some social media handles where people can engage with you, maybe follow you, uh, that sort of thing. But let's make sure people know how to reach you before we wrap up. Absolutely. On LinkedIn, everyone can reach me at Leslie Short. And all social medias at the Kavu Group, and T-H-E-C-A-V-U Group. Make sure it's the Kavu Group. Otherwise, it's a construction company that has a simple <laughs> name. <laughs> and the website is www.thecavogroup.com. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, oh, no, uh, I'm sorry. The book, you can get at Amazon. Oh, great. Great, great, great. Well, uh, again, uh, Leslie, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. We really appreciate it and want to wish you every possible success in your efforts to help create more inclusive cultures around the world. Uh, it's just uh, it's such a vitally important thing. We want to see you succeed with that. Oh, thank you so much, Evan. I appreciate the invitation to be with you today. All righty. Let's do some good. Thank you for tuning in to the Superpowers for Good show. Twice each week, we host changemakers who share their impact, insights, and superpowers. Don't miss another episode. Subscribe today at superpowersforgood.com. That's superpowers, number four, good, 
www.superpowersforgood.com. Be super empowered. Get your copy of the book, Superpowers for Good, as an ebook, audiobook, paperback, or hardcover edition via your favorite online retailer. Interested in having me speak to your company, organization, or association? Visit devonthorpe.com. Then let's talk. Now, keep using your superpowers for good. Together, we can reverse climate change, improve global health, and eradicate poverty.